Well, on this episode, we are talking about some current events. We have got some incredible things happening over in Afghanistan, and we're going to talk about what's going on there and uh, Joe Biden. So let's get into it right now. Hey, this is Ryan S. Howard. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. I call it Your Faith at Work because we want to get your faith out of the church and into the world. We want our faith to be active. And I'm here to help you get unstuck and fulfill all the God-given potential that you were created with. I'm going to help you find your God-given assignment so that you can advance the kingdom every single day. We're going to do that in work, in the culture, and in life. Visit RyanSHoward.com to learn more. Boy, oh boy, is there a lot going on. A lot of people infuriated with what is happening and what has happened over in Afghanistan. And I am included in those people who are infuriated. So on this episode, I want to give you a quick overview of what's going on, what's happened, why it's a big deal. And we're going to talk about some of the fallout and, uh, well, just why it's so crazy and absurd to be in the situation we are in. In a nutshell, uh, what happened was, you know, we've had this uh, war over in Afghanistan and we can argue whether we should have been there and all of that. But, uh, you know, in 2001, September 11, uh, we had the terror attack on the Twin Towers in New York and around the U.S. And since then, we have been on this... uh, war been in this war over in Afghanistan and we've had lots of successes and uh, we have had uh, a lot of support for getting out of Afghanistan lots of uh, you know pretty much everybody wants that and uh, Donald Trump before he left office as president uh, was uh, had a plan together a plan for a strong exit to get everything out we needed probably leave a little uh, some forces behind just to monitor what's going on there. And this plan was in place. But uh, Joe Biden seems to have unilaterally uh, decided to just remove the military, remove everybody, leave all the people behind, thousands and thousands and thousands of U.S. citizens and uh, hundreds, hundred million or billion dollars worth of military assets, equipment over there. They left, and now, well, there we had the first death in 18 months. That's just uh, infuriating, uh, and so this is a big deal. Lots of people are very upset, and you know, on this podcast, I want to talk about helping you understand the times. You know, the the men of Is the sons of Issachar in the Bible understood the times, and they knew what they should do. And so we sh- we want to understand what's going on here. And some, and I just want to have a little conversation, some commentary on this, my take, uh, because I think it's important that we know what's going on, and that we, uh, well, we have a biblical view of that. And if we need to take action, we take action. So. Let's get into some uh, of my take on this. You know, well, <laughs> many agree. I mean, Trump said this. All lots of newscasters are saying this. Radio talk show hosts, everybody. This is the greatest foreign policy humiliation possibly in history, at least in the last, you know, half a dec, uh, half a century. And so it's just it shows either gross incompetence. Or just a 
an alternate an ulterior motive. There had to be something there. Uh, he only had to leave some soldiers. You know what he could have done was uh, left the soldiers there, got everything out that we needed to get out, like the equipment, like American citizens, contractors, all these sorts of people, and uh, even those Afghanis, Afghanistan uh, people who helped and were translating and that were trustworthy and and we could, you know, that we had to take out as refugees or or whatever they were classified as. And then if we wanted to get rid of, you know, we could have bombed the bases, we could have bombed the equipment, we could have destroyed all the stuff so there'd be no technology left behind uh, and all of that. Uh, And, you know, Trump said this is not a withdrawal, this was a surrender. And who knows what's going on there. It certainly seems... um, that there's something else motivating it because it just does not add up. Um, but we got out. This is very, uh, like I said, humiliating. And we had a deal in order to get out with honor, to save face, to uh, wrap everything up, keep lives intact. And now what they've done, the way it's been done, again, unilaterally, pretty much by Biden, uh, not with a lot of support, uh, withdraw this way, left a huge gap, huge hole, and the Taliban filled it in right away. They were in the president's palace. They uh, you know, took pictures. They took a picture with ice cream making fun of Joe Biden. I mean, just humiliating. Huge, huge failure. And so even the president of Afghanistan fled with, I don't know if it was millions, billions in cash. I mean, just unbelievable. And so this just really fell apart. And so it's sort of hard to believe uh, that that this was incompetence. I mean, it, it just seems, it could be, but it just seems that there has to be some ulterior motive. And I would suspect that, you know, maybe Biden's beholden to someone or uh, you know, perhaps China wanted this to happen. Uh, you know, this certainly weakens America and opens the door uh, for them to step up as a world leader in Russia as well. Uh, but back to these assets, you know, we had $100 billion worth of military assets. That's per General Flynn. Uh, these are taxpayer funded equipment. Yep. And, uh, you know, we had 25,000 troops in DC for weeks hanging out in parking garages to, you know, for January 6th stuff. And that was really to maximize the politics of that. And we couldn't leave troops in Afghanistan to, you know, even guarantee the safe exit of people and equipment, like I said. So instead, he took the military out first without an extraction plan for all the people and equipment. And, you know, if you look back uh, just one week earlier, I believe it was July 8th, uh, 2021, he said, there'll be no rooftop evacuation. There'll be no, everything's under control. Uh, it's, it's all good. And literally the next week, that's literally what happened. It was a rooftop evacuation from the embassy. And, you know, the, the administration has tried to sort of save face by (laughs) kind of downplaying some of it, but there's none of that. Now the dust has settled, uh, on that. And, uh, well, we've seen bombs going off now, and you have – it's just unbelievable. You know, at the airport and them giving directions on how to get out and, and the State Department, it's just – it's a mess. And now the military is going back 
to try and help. And now they've got an impossible mission that, uh, you know, what a waste. I mean, I can't believe it. We, we take the military out and then uh, let that void happen, let it get filled with Taliban terrorists, uh, who, by the way, are on Twitter, uh, apparently not violating their <laughs> terms of, uh, you know, using their platform. But Trump's not allowed on Twitter. But, you know, once uh, this happened, I mean, you know, now we can see it clearly. There's no covering anything up. And now the military is coming back in. And so it's just a bunch of a waste. And so, you know, we've they've kind of said either uh, we've got an issue with intelligence or some other problem there. And, and like I said, another agenda, perhaps. Um, you know, and some are even talking about, well, now uh, China and Russia can get that equipment. You know, if, the, if Taliban doesn't know how to operate it, they can certainly sell it. Uh, or perhaps there's agreements already in place with that. But, you know, the, the, when Biden came out, first of all, he was delayed in, in addressing the nation. And it, which was just very, just it really didn't, it's not strong leadership. It doesn't look like strong leadership. And I'm not here just to bash, but um, it it's really, it's it's horrible. I mean, it's really, there's really no good thing to say about what's happened. And, you know, when he came out, he just gave excuses. I mean, he didn't need to give excuses. He basically blamed Trump and the Afghans, literally. I mean, that is it. If you watch the speech, blaming Trump, blaming Afghans, taking no responsibility. He should have talked about uh, what's happening in the future, why his plan for the cabal, for the airport, you know, what's going to happen, what we should expect, why Americans should feel safe, you know, why we shouldn't feel like there's going to be another 9-11. Uh, why we, you know, why we should feel safe that that uh, our people are going to get out of there, and it's that's not at all what he did. That's that was the that should have been the gist of what he said was this happened, uh, whatever reason, but this is what is going to happen now. This is what you can expect. Is that's what a leader should have done. It should is inspired hope. Should have given us direction on what's going to happen, but none of that. Just came out and kind of threw the blame game out there. With Trump and the Afghans, so you know he, this is um, sort of infuriating, and many people not paying attention, and I haven't until you know the last you know five ten year last ten years or so. But Biden's been wrong on every single foreign policy in his almost fifty years of government. He's been on the wrong side, and now can the allies can our allies trust the u.s did they know what was going to happen i mean leaving thousands of people behind uh and now i mean we talk about women's rights and uh just within the limits of islam that's a whole nother topic but uh that's what they said they said oh women's rights within the limits of islam well if you know anything about that you know that means no rights i mean that I heard one guy compare. I think Rob Carson from the Newsmax uh, Daily podcast. He said that's like Hitler uh, honoring the rights of the Jews under the Hitler policy. It's like there's no rights. <laughs> so this is this. Like I said, maybe the one of the worst, the worst foreign policy blunder in history. Um, the, and then the fact that that the White House came out and even said. 
well, we have the assurance of the Taliban that everyone will get safely to the airport. I mean, to even say that is just absurd. To even, oh yeah, we're going to make an agreement and they're going to, no. The only way to negotiate with him is is like Trump did, which is with force, a show of force. You, They do not want a peaceful agreement. Their goal is to take over everything. It's not going to happen. They're, they're not going to honor their word there. Right now, well, what they ended up with right afterward was a hostage, possibly one of the worst hostage situations that's ever happened. I think they said it was six to 10,000 citizens there, non-military. So, uh, and apparently there was a, a June recommendation uh, back in from about evacuating Afghanistan from the Pentagon, and th- that was ignored. So... Just a very sad uh, thing to have happened. Many people are distraught because of the 20 years uh, that seems to have been wasted and the lives that have been lost. And again, we can have another conversation about whether we should have even been there, but certainly we needed to get out and there is a way to do it. And it was not done the right way. In fact, now we're going back and having to deal with this impossible situation, like I said, so... Well, that's what's going on. Uh, we're going to see what comes. We just can pray for the grace of God to uh, have no more deaths over there. Unnecessary. I mean, that is just, it's such a sad, horrible situation. But, hey, we need to know what's going on. We know God's in charge. And so what should we do? Well, we need to make sure we have the right leaders in office. I mean, this should have never happened. And we can talk about election integrity and all that. Again, another topic. Um whether he's even the rightful person to be in office, uh, many of us say no. But, you know, there's a lot more to come on that. And so let's be praying. Let's be believing God for good things. Let's stay positive and be praying for the families of those who have are really in the midst of this. And, you know, we are also seeing uh, this glimmer of hope because uh, Christians are emboldened. You know, Christians throughout the world are emboldened and stepping up. And I was talking to a guy today that they have a uh, global ministry and they are uh, teaching about suffering because here in America, suffering is not the same as over in Afghanistan for Christians <laughs> or Pakistan or, or uh, you know, different parts of Africa. I mean, it's just clearly not the same. And But the gospel will go forward. The Afghan Christians are committed to spreading the gospel. And there's a lot of people that need hope right now. I mean, everybody needs hope. Everybody needs the truth. But it right now, times like this is really highlighted. What What is your hope really in? What are you really relying on? And now's the time to double down, uh, relying on Christ, sharing him, sharing God, sharing Christ and what he did for people to die for them so that they can have a relationship with God, be renewed, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and enjoy eternity starting now in this life with God. So that brings us to the close. Uh, We want to make sure we understand the times and we don't need to be obsessed with it, but we want to know what's going on so that we can be informed, we can be praying and we can be believing God for good things and we can be reaching out and supporting and, and knowing what we should do because we understand the times and we have that relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. All right, well, thank you so much for joining. God bless you and we'll see you in the next episode. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and you can help spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit RyanSHoward.com to learn more about how you can advance God's kingdom every day.